matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Why? Don't we make you laugh? Aren't we? Come play with us, Danny. Bad luck to kill a seabird. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Trashmouth, and this week, my guest is the one and only Dan Wayant, vocalist of the Pennsylvania Legends, Zayo. Now, before I get into this week's interview, I just want to do a couple shout-outs. I once again want to shout-out my boy, Mothboy Mike, over at the Mothboys podcast. Of course, I recommend you check out the podcast. It's one of my personal favorites, but I also recommend you check out his brand-new children's book, Mothman Learns the ABCs. I highly recommend it. It's extremely well put together, and it's very affordable. You can go pick up a copy on Amazon.com, or you can go pick up a copy over at the Conjure Dust Designs Etsy page. So make sure you go check that out, and also make sure you go check out my boy over at Black Coughing. That's Black Coughing, friend without the R. He's a horror-based merchandise company. He's got a lot of awesome original designs, but he's also got some designs based on some of the legendary horror movies, like An American Werewolf in London, Poltergeist, Return of the Living Dead, and he's even got some new shit like Possessor that's just awesome. So make sure you go check out all those designs, pick something up, show your support. Uh, Go show some support to my boy Mothboy Mike and the Mothboys podcast. Go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and here's the interview. Hey man, how's it going? Good, how are you, sir? Doing pretty good. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Before we dive into the uh, horror movies, if you don't mind me asking, you know, Zal's been around for quite some time do you mind telling me about when you joined up and you know you guys right now are in the what some would say the final lineup you know because you guys have been around for the longest do you mind kind of tell me from you know when you joined to briefly you know how it came to be this lineup uh yeah well i mean i'll try to do as quickly as possible uh yeah i know it's been a, quite a few years so it's kind of yeah, hard to, yeah. yeah we'll do like the cliff notes version i guess you know <laughs> but I was actually in a band with Russ back in the day. It was called Seasons in the Field. Seen, you know, it wasn't like it is now. It wasn't as many bands. And uh, we were mm. fans of Zayo. We had just heard of them through uh, different channels. And uh, we were fortunate. So, like, a lot of times if they play in PA or West Virginia or Ohio, uh, we kind of got to the point where we would drive out and open for them here and there. Mm. So that's how I first started to get to know the guys. And then uh, just in general on a more, you know, like a personal level or whatever, getting to talk to them at shows and hang out and, yeah, you know, and play with them and stuff. And then um, I actually played bass in the band I was in at the time, and I did a lot of backing vocals. And then more or less, uh, you know, knew that, knew those guys pretty well. And they put out uh, on Tooth and Nail, they put out the Splinter Shards of Birth of Separation record. Oh, yeah. it, it, you know, it did well, and they did some touring. And then it was it was six eight months after that, I believe. Uh, they had done some touring, and a few guys actually ended up quitting. Yeah, and um, that's a whole another story, but. Uh, Jesse, the drummer, was kind of, you know, rebuilding the band. And uh, first person he drafted in was uh, Brett Detter. You know, Brett kind of pushed for me to come try out. And uh, I did. I got it. And then uh, I was pretty much like, I'll join if Russ can come with me. Because Russ was one of my best friends. Still still one of my good friends. Best friend at the time. Uh, We were in the band together. uh, So he he got pulled in. And then that's kind of the first footstone uh, start. And then we did the Blood and Fire record and did some touring. And then... It was just a crazy back then, you know, a lot of like quitting, getting kicked out. Yeah. This person coming in for a little. And it was cool, man. I just think uh, touring stressful, man. We were all young. It's like, and I also think it's not something, it's a lot different than you think what it's going to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, so as people far sign as, on and then see what it is. Yeah. And they're like, I oh, never mind. <laughs> you know, especially at that time, it's far from, uh, 
you know that's that was still the like sleeping on strangers floors you know a lot type of era you know yeah then the next big switch is uh you know when steve came on to play drums that was the you know and jesse wasn't in the band anymore that was another big kind of uh chapter i guess you know got into the you know original members and no original members thing and and then that went through some changes and then uh what happened was uh the guy steve that was playing on the funeral of god we were lined up to do uh to go to europe and it would have been my first time and he ended up not being able to go and having to quit the band about a week ahead of time and i reached out to jeff gretz at the time he worked at a music store down the street and taught drum lessons and he was playing a kind of a i mean uh, uh i guess i'll call it like a like a grind type outfit called Conrad uh, with a uh, friend of ours, Adam McGregor, who, oh, yeah. was, in, uh, who was in Creationist Crucifixion and stuff uh, as well. Mm. But uh, so Jeff pretty much, uh, you know, a week beforehand, we got together with him. He um, more or less learned all the songs for tour. It was just going to be a fill-in gig. And that was, yeah, like 10 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we just, we, you know, got along well. And, and then it's been the same pretty much since then, you know? Yeah. I, contribute part of it to getting older you know what i mean as far as just like you know kind of everyone handling themselves you know a little differently and so on and so forth and and this and that but it's been cool man and uh you know it's been uh russ he took like a sabbatical he didn't necessarily quit he didn't get kicked out there was a point in like early 2000s where he kind of said i got some things i need to do you know what i mean for Mm. himself and you know uh personal life work things like that yeah. And, uh, but it wasn't like we never replaced him. He wasn't kicked out. He didn't quit. He was just kind of like, can't do it right now. And when I can, I'll be back. And I mean, he's been back, but, uh, not counting that. Yeah. It's been over 10 years, which is a Zayo record by far. And I don't think we've had to, um, also used to be kind of no- notorious show cancelers. And I think hmm. we've pretty much made everyone in the last few years, you know what yeah. I mean? We're trying to redeem ourselves, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, in, yeah. in a sense, but it's been cool. And, it works and uh, especially the current way we handle things is uh kind of set ourselves up to uh you know we're not full steam ahead but it's kind of you know a continuous uh writing and releasing music and playing when we can yeah. staying act staying active like talking to fans on social you know what i mean just not like disappearing or anything and uh we've been sitting on a new record uh probably coming out in a couple months it's been done we're just finishing up all the kind of like final artwork stuff and uh like layout oh yeah uh, hopefully have start you know there should be i would imagine in the in the near future at least some singles and the videos and stuff but we're it was hard man we were super excited about the record yeah and uh it's been with everything going on and and this and that man we just chose to kind of just wait for a little bit yeah no i don't blame you will this one be released on a nintendo cartridge as well or (laughs) it could be i don't know (laughs) uh, not 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 in the uh, i don't believe so in the initial uh you know the launch of it yeah. That was crazy. That was crazy to do. That was, uh, <laughs> uh, it was fun though, man. Just trying to yeah. kind of, uh, appeal to some of the, whatever, eighties kid nostalgia in all of us. Yeah. Uh, was, <laughs> was it difficult to do? Was, uh, like, or was it uh, easy to just team up with the people that already did it type thing? Uh, yeah, they, they kind of, the person that helped us out a lot had already kind of dabbled in that. They had done a few like actual uh, Nintendo uh, cartridge, you know, eight bit games that they had, yeah. you know, done from the bottom up and stuff. So, uh, we were fortunate that friend Tim kind of already have an in in a kind of you know uh, you know an avenue where a lot of that information was pretty available. You know what I mean? We were dealing with someone that had experience and things like that. And that's I think part of the reason why that ever even came to be was you know hadn't uh, known someone that had the experience and you know was able to point us in all the right directions uh, and and be involved from the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? So hell yeah, it, it was fun. Something to you know what I mean? It's like I guess 
that's the nice thing about how we do it now. I can just kind of sit, sit back and have fun with it. And like, you know, uh, and we release everything ourselves too. So we're not under any pressure to tour, like, you know, do this, do that, or release this or, you know, so it's nice, man. And I think yeah. that's what allows us to just keep going. And we kind of hit our stride and found what works and, and you know, just keep going that way, I guess. Yeah, and I'd hate to see, not that anybody's mentioned it at all on the show or anything like that, but I'd hate to see what's going on conversation-wise between some of these labels and bands right now, you know, because... Yeah, I mean, my with everything going on, I mean, I really feel, I mean, you know, for people that were relying pure, purely on, you know, being in bands and, and touring and, yeah. and stuff, man, it's, you know, man, that's definitely my heart goes out to him. I, you know, most of us and Zay have always had day jobs. Uh, Jeff is the most involved where, you know, he was plugged in the most to where his income came from playing gigs and music. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Because he, he does, he's in multiple other bands and, and does fill in work and you know what I mean? Studio work and all that kind of stuff. So, mm. but uh, yeah, man, it's crazy, but it's cool, man. That's a, you know, it's what does a necessity is the mother of invention to see people moving into merch stuff and live streaming and, you know, uh, kind of like getting on and doing interactive stuff with social media you know what i mean so yeah no definitely just, uh, grateful for the outlets that we do have you know in today's technology and shit like that for sure yeah you know and uh this happened in yeah, the man. 90s would suck <laughs> oh yeah that's what i talked about this whole time i mean music apart i mean yeah especially like in the 80s man when it was like you know you're sitting at home you really didn't have any you know there's so much stuff to pass the time now you know yeah uh like my kids get on and play because you know, i felt bad for them the most i'm kind of like uh i'm a recl- like reclusive introvert so yeah like if if i have to sit in my house it's it's not much of a punishment you know what i mean i actually it, when at the beginning of the year when we were in like uh, kind of like deep quarantine like didn't go anywhere like at all or you know i was like man it's probably the most like stress-free i've been in, in a weird in a weird way because a lot of my stress comes from just dealing, you know, interacting with people. And yeah, it's like nobody could come over, couldn't go anywhere, just could like be at home and whatever. So it's kind of whatever, but I felt bad for you know, the kids, man. They were just, you know, mine are five and seven. So yeah, and my, my daughter has a few friends and my son was just going into kindergarten and you know, he was looking forward to like meeting people and stuff and, you know, everything happened. But what's crazy is like, um, you know, they'll get on like uh, whatever and play like, there's like different games like Roblox and Minecraft. They can like talk to their friends and be like, meet me over at the purple thing. And they're like, all right, you know? Yeah. And it's like, so at least, I mean, I know it's digital, but it's, uh, it sure beats nothing at all. You know what I mean? And uh, Yeah, outside least, interaction. So. Yeah, it's at least some sort of interaction with other people that's, yeah. you know, at least can have conversations. And it's digital, but I guess if you, if you get into perception and all those things, it's really not that, not that much terribly different in some ways than, you know, actual interaction, you know, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I know you're fine. No, I definitely agree though. Like uh, a lot of these kids are in their prime ages where they're learning their social skills. And it's like, if they're not able to be social with other kids, then how are they going to develop that shit? I mean, you can develop it with your parents, but it's kind of, you know, making friends is part of developing and you know, that it's going to be harder in life to make friends. If you literally just sat at home, you know, by yourself, which I mean, it's luckily they do have, you know, each other to kind of at least hang out with a yeah. little bit too. So. Yeah, no, it's it's good. We're you know, definitely kind of taking it as like everything could be a lot, be a lot worse. Yeah. And, no. uh, but yeah, outside of that though, man. But yeah, it is uh, curious to see when yeah. shows resume. And then I feel like a lot of the clubs that got like impacted the most by all this are the clubs that you know, smaller clubs. So it's a lot of the large backed, you know, like arena type stuff. I feel like has you know corporate backing and stuff and is okay. But yeah curious to see what you know it's gonna go back to like you know let's be playing kind of like house shows again and stuff which isn't you know what i mean <laughs> yeah uh, 
never safe as it should be or well, should i mean be. i never mind some of them, i've had some i've some very memorable you know house shows but yeah basement shows and stuff like that but yeah who knows man yeah no it's a blast but it go, like it's they're fun times but they can always go really wrong too it's like oh yeah hopefully that's not the case hopefully some of these bars will be able to stay open and maybe we can get going soon enough that they can do benefit shows and shit and yeah or i'm sure like uh you know all these places sitting empty i'm sure if someone comes up and offers them some sort of maybe give them a little bit of time to get up and rolling get some shows because i know once you can go to shows again man i'm sure a lot of people are dying i'm sure shows oh, yeah. will be packed it'll be uh so i guess once people are able to like get back to business uh i feel like it'll be good you know what i mean like yeah. it'll be you'll have a entire everyone pretty much in the country just you know happy to go out and do anything you know and, and groups like that and yeah uh so i guess hopefully man you know kind of maybe be able to make up for it a little bit and get rolling again and maybe you know take care of some gotten a debt or anything over this you know be able to at least dig themselves out a little bit yeah hell yeah hopefully i'll get to tour for that new album as well you know at least do something as far as show wise you know yeah no hopefully i yeah. um but we're just kind of it's like everyone else wait to see what happens and yeah go from there you know but you know gave us time to get all the record stuff together and you know just making the once again just trying to make best use of the time hell yeah like you said earlier all you guys have day jobs luckily and i, I saw that yours was tattooing have to segue back to horror have you ever done any cool uh horror tattoos that you really enjoy doing a few you know what i mean i stay busy in the town you know I'm trying to think back not too much horror stuff yeah you know what i mean i wish you know what i mean i've done a few yeah i know uh, it's all about the client you know what they're asking for so it's kind of luck of the draw as far as if you get somebody asking for a horse so. yeah yeah no man and, and there's some people that they just develop that um you know mm. you get a, the portfolio rolling and, and, and get a few in there and then it's like you know they start getting work based off of people that want you know what i mean yeah uh like they're like horror, horror specialists and stuff like yeah that. yeah which is cool to me man i would i like doing everything but Mm. yeah i mean i've done a few small things but nothing like kind of like large just like you know like a few big like zombie pieces and things like that with more like a cryptic whatever i guess i got to do uh, uh got to do some stuff while, while that had uh the one impaled head off the cannibal holocaust oh hell yeah uh, that was cool and it yeah. was it wasn't a full like horror sleeve theme but it had some like you know kind of like uh you know horror imagery or whatever i've done a lot of like gore you know not full-blown gore but more like you know like skulls and zombies and yeah like uh, you know what i mean horse. things like that yeah and I, I do i do have one guy he, it's cool man he got um he's like a pot, the evil dead 2 cover and some stuff from return of living dead oh fuck yeah and uh i'm also bad at recall memory so i'm like yeah not much and i start thinking about it. i'm like oh yeah actually <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but um but that's the stuff i like to do he gets all like uh, vhs we did bub from uh day of the uh, dead day of the dead yep, yeah sorry that, that's what i mean i have bad recall i try my best but i know you're uh, straight i'm one of those people i'll be like yeah my favorite director his name is uh you know and it's yeah. like yeah it really sounds like your favorite huh <laughs> but um i had like one guy that would come in and get you know horror he got like some uh, just like uh and some like gothic architecture stuff as well yeah and um way back in the day i remember one of my favorite things i did was the uh return of living dead 2 cover has kind of like the skull face forming up out of the smoke yeah that's uh, excellent that was always that was one of the cool things about back then too is all the like vhs cover art was really cool you know yeah. what i mean like because i felt like uh when you were at the video store man they had to make something that'd pull you in when you were like scanning the shelves or what have you you know what i mean uh oh no no doubt now everything is literally just a copy and paste of everything else like as far as like movie posters and cover art everything is very like boring like 
it's very live action pictures as well you know yeah you to yeah, make cartoon yeah. cover arts for movies that were not cartoon and shit now they don't now it's like let's just slap the person's face on it and be all right. yeah but i remember uh i was talking about this i was someone a while back but when i was a kid there was like a mom and pops video store by my house mm. and it was like uh, they just made an old it was just an old house that they converted into a half it was a pizza place half it was a vhs place but oh fuck yeah. um, when you went in it would have been open kind of like maybe where the living room was that's where like the counter was mm. uh, like where you know like the register and then it was like new releases and new release video games uh, like new release movies and games and in the back was a piece place and then you went down the basement and it was like where like you know like action drama like comedy you had all it was just like a big open basement but and it was remodeled looked like a video store but uh there was this weird room in the back that would remind me it would have been like a like a big like storage closet or something and yeah uh it was the horror section and they had a someone took a piece of wood and did this big like monster mouth and they like put it around the door and then they just had a red light on in there Oh fuck yeah! And uh, it was just cool because you could like go in and it was like actually creepy, you know, and just look at like go in there and like especially when I was like you know ten or eleven, yeah, go in there and just like look at covers and everything was like real crazy and something really like I don't know jumped out of you just grab it and rent it, you know what I mean? And, yeah, uh, there was a lot of crazy artists doing that stuff back then too, you know. Uh, I guess because there was a lot of money in the probably, you know what I mean? It was probably a big deal for these people to have like you know impressive covers to actually sell, you know. Yeah. Oh no, no doubt. There was a bunch of uh like great ones. Like you said, the Evil Dead Two one. Like uh for instance, that really doesn't have anything to do with the movie, but that's one of the most popular covers I would say in history. Yeah. But so it's Yeah, like, it's not even yeah, that actual image is never even in the movie. It's like uh it actually reminded me of the I always got confused because uh, there was in Return of the Living Dead, uh one of the first when that skull guy pops out, kind of looks like that. He like has yeah. an eyeball and stuff, you know, the do you want a party kicks in or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's Army, and, I think, or, or no, the, you're talking about the guy that comes out of the ground, I think. Yeah. 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 He's just like a ran. They don't really ever like, he's uh, outside of this like pop out scene. I don't really feel like they circle back to him, but yeah. I remember uh, you're talking about now the first one they should actually come out of the grave, I think, or one of the first ones that. Yeah. Cause the, the song kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you want a party? And he like, pops up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched that so many times. It's uh, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, 45 graves. That's a good ass. Song. Yeah. 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 I was actually, wow. man, I missed this uh, the last time. I can't remember who it was, but that was one of the last, uh, like, soundtracks I really wanted that I was bummed that I missed out on. I can't remember who put it out, but they, like, put it out on some, like, on, like a re-release vinyl. And I think it was, like, you know, some, like, weird green with, like, red splatter or something. And Yeah, I was like that or somebody like that. Yeah, and I was, like, uh, you know, one of those things where I saw something on, I don't know, something on the internet. And by the time I got there, it was sold out. And that was always one of my favorites to, you know yeah that one rocky erickson song was always one of my favorites too i try to remember the name of it. it's when the guy uh the one older guy goes to put himself in the cremates himself so because he's oh, about yeah. to turn into a zombie and he takes his wedding ring off and it's like that weird sad rocky erickson song yeah <laughs> it's, that uh, part always gets me i'm like what the f-? like that part <laughs> i know fucking fucked up it's like fucked up in a different way for sure yeah i know i know man that was pretty i don't know that's still one of my favorites though man that movie is just like yeah you know, no, same here. Uh, I, I love that one. It's probably like, uh, like I tell people, it kind of reminds me of, like, I feel like a lot of people that are into like hardcore and, you know, like punk and metalcore and stuff growing up really are into that movie because it's kind of like punk horror movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of yeah, like yeah. The, the Warriors of, like, how The Warriors <laughs> is like the punk yeah. crime movie. It's like, <laughs> yeah. this is kind of like the punk horror movies. I don't know. It's pretty cool the way that, uh, like, all the characters, they're just talking shit to each other the whole time, uh, yeah. trash and shit like, and then, 
the way that they actually kind of explain things like the way they explain the zombies moaning they're like they're in pain and shit like that like some of those little details is like my favorite uh thing about that movie yeah that actually my favorite that's the only movie where they at least to my knowledge i mean i haven't seen everything but they actually talk about why they eat brains yeah and uh when they have the woman it's like uh that woman she's like super decrepit and her kind of like spine you know she's just her upper body her spine's kind of like wagging like a tail yeah and she's the one that uh, takes away the pain of being dead which i was always like i'm surprised i don't use that more you know what i mean i was like what a perfect uh you know what i mean uh, explanation yeah uh when we did a zeo we had we always have a sampler but that was uh, one of our samples back in the day we used a lot uh there was just a we'd cut to it to say you know takes away the pain of being dead Oh yeah, and uh, we had a bunch of samples from that movie uh, for yeah. a little bit. But yeah, it was awesome too. And I just like—I mean, it has like the uh, tragic ending, you know, and yeah. just everything I, I liked about, you know, what I mean. Kind of, you have this like super intense, like final, like ten or fifteen seconds, and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of cool how one of the friends, uh, which I think it is trash. I think that's her name. As uh, Linnea Quigley's character's name is Trash, but uh, where she like kind of turns into like a main zombie, like she doesn't just turn into like a regular zombie. They like have yeah, her look yeah, all yeah. different and shit. I was like, that's pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie. She's like yeah, cartwheeling like, and shit. Yeah, it's like 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 evolved like some sort. I'm trying to think what I watched recently where there's stuff like that where there's like a vampire thing where you know what I mean. Where certain people just it's like must be something in their DNA or blood type. Yeah, they just become like some sort of greater than. It's because she was alive when the acid rain hit her i believe that's probably why because ah. all the rest of the shits were like you know coming up from the ground or whatever and then those other guys got like a straight dose of it in their face she just got like the rain on her so i think yeah ah yeah but, that was also the and they talked which was one of the, and you know what i mean yeah like, uh one of the few movies where they spoke and kind of you know remembered you know some more paramedics and you know yeah. what i mean kind of like uh i feel like they tried to do that in, like land of the dead a little bit you know what I mean? But uh, I feel like Return of the Living Dead definitely kind of like, yeah, it's like one of the kind zombies. You know what I mean? I just say Land of the Dead's got that awkward ass scene where they like walk up to the water and then they just realize they don't breathe and they just like walk <laughs> under the water or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. But, uh, but yeah, man. But yeah, I know, man. What's, uh, I was, I've been following you, so it's, it sucks, man, that like, there's a bunch of new stuff I haven't seen. You yeah. know what I mean? Like where it looks so awesome. You know, I caught, uh, then there's like random things where there's like stuff I'd want to watch more, but I, there'd be like, I'd have a minute and there'd be something new. And next thing I know, uh, I think the last thing I watched was that color out of the color out of space. Oh yeah. How'd you like that one? I like, I like that type of man. Like, uh, yeah, you like the loss of reality. That's always was my, some of my favorite like stuff, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah, f- the fabric of reality kind of going away and you know, and you're kind of just trapped, you know, it's inside your head and all that stuff. I liked it, you know, yeah. It's kind of weird to see this like weird resurgence of like, you know, Nicolas Cage and all yeah. these kind of like weird, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Horror movies. I saw Mandy too. So it was, it's weird that those are two of the kind of last ones I saw. I think it's Shudder, you know what I mean? It's like pop up and yeah, I would like, I would get a message or something and watch them, but yeah. I liked them both. I like Lovecraft, you know, the Lovecraft. I think they did a good job of, uh, it was cool, man. You know, I thought one of the cool, you saw it, I, I assume. I mean, imagine you've seen just about, you know, you're up, but I thought one of the weird, cool concepts in color out of space that uh, you don't see much that kind of like got to me and I thought was messed up was when like the mom and the one kid get fused together. Dude, yeah, that fucking scene had me like. Yeah, that's like, that was really like, I was like, all right. Like that was the part of the movie where I'm like, okay, like this is cool, man. Like this is uh, some weird stuff that's actually like, man, that would be messed up, you know, like. Yeah. You know. 
especially you know like having kids like man that's crazy that's a crazy you know i was like uh kind of kudos to coming up with some weird angle to you know throw something weird in they did it so practical too when they first started showing like the the like beam coming out at them i started to kind of assume because i think they'd already shown the llamas at that point or whatever yeah yeah or the so, what is that the what are they not pat uh they were llamas but what are they Oh, alpacas uh, that's right alpacas yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had already all fused together so you'd already kind of knew what might happen but i was like when it started to happen i was like there's no way they're gonna show it and then when they showed him and the kid was like screaming and shit i was like yeah, holy no. fuck what the hell <laughs> yeah and the movie was getting pretty ten- intense at that point you know what yeah. i mean so it was like a cool it's like everyone had pretty much lost their mind and yeah and that that those type of movies are kind of one of my like you know i'm always like a sucker for that type of stuff man like yeah loss of reality you know what i mean because it's sometimes it's like the idea of like a figure or a person being after you or like a something like a you know a ghost you can get rid of if you do these things or you know break this spell or a curse you know yeah as opposed to like man it's like in your mind and it's just too late there's nothing you can do that's that always kind of like i always thought that was cool or whatever you know like actually scares me a little bit you know it gives me like the i feel like some people obviously if you like horror there's party that enjoys you know what i mean yeah, especially when you're looking at it from like the kids' aspect, because they like kind of figured out what was going on, and like the adults wouldn't even believe them to give them a yeah. chance to do anything about it. So yeah, and I liked all the, you know, it was cool. I liked the uh, cool cast. Same with, uh, man, I'm trying to think what else. Real quick though, to comment on what you're saying, uh, well about Colorado Space, there's one scene in it. You remember where she cuts her fingers off? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I was watching this new movie recently, trying to get like my top ten down for the year. So I was watching some that people were recommending, and there's one called The Dark and the Wicked. And I got to say, the movie was actually pretty scary, but it started off with this mom that kept like chopping uh, vegetables. And I was like, if she chops her goddamn fingers off. I'm going to be legit mad because <laughs> I don't know if you saw the Grudge remake, but the girl chops her fingers off in that too pretty early. So I was like, it kind of has become like a niche over the past year or two. Yeah. So as soon as the woman, I was like, this is like a brand new movie. So as soon as I saw the woman cut and I was like, they better go somewhere else with it. And lo and behold, she cuts her fingers off. I will say it's pretty cool. Spoiler alert in the dark. I mean, it's like within the first 10 minutes of the dark and the wicked that it happens, but I will say it's pretty cool when she chops her fingers off in that movie, she like keeps chopping the fingers. <laughs> like she doesn't, just, <laughs> like she doesn't just go boom. And then she's like, Oh shit. She's like chops the fingers. And then it shows her like chopping them up like hot dogs on, on the table. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it still was like, uh, it's been done. That movie again, the dark and the wicked. It's like a, it's actually scary, but I feel like it just really falls flat at the end as far as like tying all the threads that it puts out there throughout the movie together and stuff like that. And I think sometimes too, it's, you know, there's a lot of like nothing new under the sun and horror, you know, and you see repeating themes, yeah. uh, but I know what you mean. There's another, and I, when I saw that in the cut out of space, there was something I watched new, not too, it wasn't the grudge, but not too long ago before that, where the same thing happens too. Yeah. Like, like this, like possessed zone, that thing where it's just like, and it's been actually been driving me crazy what it was. Yeah. And, um, and I was thinking, I was trying to remember if it, I think I was wrong. Did you see, I was trying to remember if it was in that movie, Lovely Molly. Did you see that? That no, came I out like a couple years back. That was cool. I've been, uh, I liked it, man. It was one of those kind of like, it's about this girl that goes back, like moves back. I think uh, it's been a while since I watched it, so I might mess some of this up. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the, her and her, uh, I think, boyfriend moved back into this, the house she grew up in. I think like maybe it's like for financial reasons or something. And it's like she had like some addiction issues. Uh, like, like she was like a heroin addict and stuff. So they're kind of, it's kind of one of those like, is there like some supernatural thing going on or is she like her mind being warped from like going through withdrawals and things like that, you know? Okay. And, uh, and there's some, there's some cool whatever, but she gets really like, 
spaced out in a few parts but it's a cool movie it was um when that had come out it was like the other dude I'm trying to remember his name that had worked on a lot like the Blair Witch and stuff uh it wasn't the one guy that kind of kept going but I remember that's why I watched it it was like his first kind of uh I think full movie he had done but yeah. uh it's I'm trying to remember if it was that but it's worth it man it's like one of those weird kind of yeah kind of oh, yeah. know what's going on to the end and i kind of like the end a lot it's like a it's like one of those they kind of let you know at the very end what it was and it's pretty cool yeah no i like and, that uh, when you actually get the validation at the end where i mean sometimes it's cool when it leaves it up to you know your own imagination but i i personally prefer when they at least like give you a solid like this is what it is right there at the end and it's like okay cool like you don't have to go thinking about it for two whole weeks and shit like that yeah Yes, it, and it's just like it always plays out nice one way or another, you know. It's like yeah. some movies, it's like, I guess it's even worse that sometimes they'll do that and it ruins it, you know. And you're like, ah, I should just not said anything. And then sometimes it's like, if it's done well, I feel like you can, you know, appreciate, yeah. uh, you know, what have you. Yeah, I guess it all depends on how it's, like you said, if it's done well. So it's like, if they give you the answer and it's done well, it, it could work out but it could also fail. And then the same thing with being ambiguous. If they give you an ambiguous ending and it's done well, it could work out or it could just be like, the fuck happened? <laughs> Nothing matters. But I was going to say, actually, my friend over at uh, the Moth Boys podcast, uh, his name is Moth Boy Mike. He was a huge fan of uh, Zayo and he actually was the one that tipped me off to you being a horror fan. He wanted me to ask you what your favorite George A. Romero film was and why. George Romero, uh, probably be, let me think. And I know it's it's partly whatever, but probably Dawn. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd say Dawn of the Dead. A, at one point I lived, what was crazy is when I was exposed to that movie, I, uh, where I lived at the time was just a few miles from Monroeville Mall. Yeah. And uh, so that was just whatever. And I like the... Um, I like that movie because it's it's a it's a good zombie movie, but I feel like it was uh, one of the first ones that kind of like it slowed down a little and started getting into like psychological impacts and things like that. You know, which you know you know like in horror movies where it started to get like a little slow and how it was impacting not only like and you didn't only have like uh you know like the horror aspect like okay there's zombies and they're after us but like you know what being like isolated and having to deal with all that would do like to the psyche didn't move as fast you know what i mean yeah with like a, you know it's everyone up trying to survive in the mall and communicate and uh, you know different people not getting along with you know kind of like the internal uh strife between like humans you know what i mean yeah i guess, I guess that was one thing george romero always had a lot of was making a lot of I guess, statements with his movies if you you know like with commentary and stuff but uh and i mean i like everything about it you know because it was wild man it was wild to watch it and then we could just go there and uh one of the most one of the things in the movie that was still in the mall you know uh till like a while back was there's this little bridge on the lower level yeah it's like a little pond with this little bridge over it and uh hell yeah I got to go to the, it was either the 20 or 25th anniversary of that. And I got to go on a tour with the cast members through the mall. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, got to stand, he, uh, trying to remember his name, but we got to stand. Uh, he, and they were, it was cool because they like took us in this elevator and then there was like a scene in the one elevator where they get up in it uh, to, to escape. And uh, they took the one piece up and there's still like fake blood up there. You know what I mean? From when they like filmed the movie oh, hell yeah. and they were like, yeah, there was like uh, showing us all this stuff. And I got to stand like, he's, he was like, this is like the literal spot I stood in when I said, you know, when there was no more, no more, no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I got to like, wasn't that was, like, uh, awesome. Ken Foray that did that? Yeah. Okay. So I got to like stand there and he's like, this is the exact spot, you know? Hell yeah. And uh, so that was like one of the coolest, you know, and uh, he was leading our group, like a couple people showed up and 
like they split up and like you know as soon as the mall closed they were allowed to like take us on this tour it was actually one of the cooler things i ever did I, yeah those are, the, those are the times when i wish we had some of the technology we had today because i have some like photos that i uh you know took on a disposable camera <laughs> yeah uh, that i developed that i or somewhere in the you know archives of my basement and <laughs> some random software but i can't find them it drives me nuts because yeah. we had a bunch of photos of cast members and you know a couple of locations where they pointed you know stuff out and uh, just like a lot of neat i wish i could have retained more of the i almost wish i took notes or like recorded it you know yeah um but yeah i would have to say Definitely have to say Dawn of the Dead, just because, uh, like I said, it's had a big impact on me. Yeah. Especially being so close, it's almost like living, you know, almost feel like I live right by where this happened, you know, and you watch it and there's little familiar things and some of the landscape had changed by the time I was a kid. But like I said, there was a few things that stayed the same that were cool, you know what I mean? Yeah, hell yeah. And like you said, uh, it kind of plays on the real, you know, it plays on zombies, of course, being, you know, part of the horror, but it plays on real human horror as well because the zombies never even get to them until the people try to come take over the mall and be thieves and shit like that. You know, Tom Savini and his crew pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. And even like before that, you know what I mean? Everyone just arguing and, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I just thought that was cool. You know I mean? It just made it more tense and you know yeah. what I mean? Just, it was kind of like a bonus. And uh, I remember, I think I started liking that in movies, you know? Yeah. Uh, I remember, I always thought one of the best movies was stuff like that was uh, how it was. And I, and this is one of those like love, hate. I kind of liked it for what it was, but uh, when they did the mist, yeah uh i thought that was good at least with when they were all trapped in the grocery store man i thought they did a good job with uh was the i'm trying to remember the one lady uh like mrs church or whatever they called her yeah uh I'm trying to remember you know like she starts like her own little like cult gang you know trying to like you know i just thought that was one of the coolest parts about that movie uh well yeah. done but uh, like you said it, it brings in the social groups kind of and shows like the differences and you know like moral ethics and shit like that like you know, the people that are just fucking crazy, you know, how they let, you know, religion take over in that aspect. You know, I'm not saying anything against religion or anything that people that oh, are, are religious, but I'm just saying, you know, like it's bringing in the crazy aspect of it as well as it's bringing in the people that are like, um, I haven't seen The Mist in forever, so I can't really remember verbatim, but kind of like, but to go back to like Dawn of the Dead, like how Flyboy's being a little bitch about everything and, you know, yeah. like everybody else is kind of like, you know, let's get shit done. You know, they're ready to get shit done and either get moving or whatever. And he's always just scared. And so it's just, uh, it's always cool to see like the different takes, you know, like you get these movies like Predator where everybody's a badass and like, that's cool and all, but it's nice to see somebody that's like legit fucking terrified of everything happening the whole time. And not everybody's like John McClane and becomes fucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's that like classic, the coward that gets everybody hurt type yeah. of character in a bunch of, you know, old movies. And yeah, no, I enjoy it too yeah it's uh because you know it's almost like there's part of you that's like there'd always be someone like that i would imagine you know like if uh you know i'm sure sometimes in horror stuff you i don't think it's i think part of watching it you're always like uh, kind of like put yourself in the situation potentially or you know, how do i feel like i would handle this or that you know what i mean yeah and uh so i feel like you definitely i mean people that would just break down and you know i'm not saying that i wouldn't <laughs> you yeah know I mean? i'm not gonna sit here and be like whatever but uh there's a few movies where, like, I just, I left, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if I've seen something like that, you know, yeah. someone went back in that house. <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean. That uh, I always like to think that I'd have a good response to something happening, but you never know. I did come to face-to-face with a bear one time, and I got the fuck out of there, so we'll see. I got... <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, he was, it was on my honeymoon, actually. I went downstairs. Uh, I told the story on the podcast before, but it was kind of a while ago, so I'll tell it, like, super quick. 
for you, but it was on my honeymoon and I woke up at like 3 a.m. and we were in the mountains of Tennessee and I heard my car alarm going off and I thought, well, I thought it was the alarm, but it was like the horn just steady going off. So I was like, shit, it's been going off so long that it stopped doing the extra stuff and straight horn. So I like looked for my keys. I thought I slept on them, but then I realized I was like just in my boxers. So I finally found my keys on the floor and I went outside and I was like hitting the button and it wouldn't stop. So I go and I open the driver's side door and there's a bear sitting in there and he had like ripped my car apart so bad that the horn was going on so i slammed the door in his face and ran back inside and like got out of there before he like got out of the car so that shit was fucking terrifying <laughs> oh man that's insane that's awesome though i mean yeah i guess that that you have this story to tell and you know no one got hurt i'm sure dealing with the car stuff could have been a nightmare you know oh yeah yeah it sucked but uh like you said it's it's a cool story to have from it like uh you know it sucked having to get like towed down the mountain and my car was totaled and but um at least, like you said, I didn't die. I could have died. So that's all. Oh, yeah. I always think about if there was another bear nearby or anything, they could have ripped my ass to shreds. So. Yeah, man. They're big. They're fast. I've, I've never yeah. seen one. I've been within maybe 30 or 40 feet of a bear, man. And it's pretty, it's like, you know, even when you look at pictures and stuff, it's hard to, you know, it's pretty intense, man. No, and they can, you know, yeah. you, you see just their size destroy you. Yeah. yeah. You know their strength and then you see how big those motherfuckers are. But. That's crazy. But uh, so Dawn of the Dead had one of the biggest, you know, remakes, or at least one of the most well-received remakes. Do you like the remake? And uh, how do you feel about remakes in general? Do you usually check them out? Or are you kind of? Yeah, uh, I liked it. I end up being a lot of my opinions on a lot of remakes, or I may like it as a movie, but not necessarily as a remake. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I thought, like, it was interesting. You know, they took out some of the, I mean, I feel like they kind of drew you in with that crazy opening scene. You know what I mean? That was a pretty... I feel like the opening scene was well done, like the first, like, five or ten minutes. Yeah, with the little of, girl uh, and shit. Yeah, yeah, and then it's yeah. just, like, the neighborhood in chaos, and then it just, like, pans back, and there's, like, car accidents, and, you know, like, all the mayhem, and, and it, it was good. I didn't, like, hate it. I didn't, I just almost can't sometimes, like, just mentally accept things as remakes. Like, for instance, like, when I, I was, like, super disappointed, and it is a remake, but I thought it was an okay movie. It was when they did Evil Dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, I was like, I hate it as an Evil Dead remake. And I could go on and on why, but. Yeah. But, like, if they wouldn't have called it Evil Dead and if they just would have changed a few things, you know what I mean? Like, uh, or just change, like, uh, just enough to make it whatever. I'd have been like, this is, you know, cool. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, I guess for, it's, I, I feel like the Dawn of the Dead remake, as far as they, as far as modern remakes go, definitely wasn't one of the worst ones. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely feel like, uh there was you know what i mean it was i liked a couple of the actors in it you know what i mean and it was like at the time i, I remember i like was listening to johnny cash a lot and i was like and this cool opening with a johnny cash song you know what i mean yeah and, uh, the remix of uh was it ring of yeah. fire or it was uh oh, i'm trying to remember i can like hear the tempo in my head no it's the man it's a man going around taking names yeah yeah wasn't it is that the name of the song no the name of the when song. the man when the man comes around yeah, it's some, yeah, something like that. But no, I like uh, my grandfather's a huge Johnny Cash fan. So I grew up, of course, like, you know, listening to him and stuff like that as well. So. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I feel like it's, uh, I don't know. But yeah, but as like a whole remake, I was like, yeah, it's okay. But I enjoyed like, you know what I mean? It's like if they just would have made a, another movie about like, all right, there's like uh, zombies and a bunch of people get into a mall, which isn't, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I like it as like that idea. And they did a little more of like the characters and uh, stuff. I mean, the one, <laughs> I know it was like more of a, I don't know if you'd call it like a sanctioned remake, but like I love the Tom Savini, you know. Yeah, Night uh, of the Living Dead. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I mean, that's probably one of my all-time, like that and probably like Return of the Living Dead and yeah, the Zombie 2, kind of, like when they kind of redid the color version. Uh, oh, yeah, you're talking about uh, Fulci? Yeah, 
I always liked those, like, kind of, like, Evil Dead, like, uh, did a first movie and then kind of, like, you know. But, uh, yeah, that uh, No Living Dead, the Savini one, man, I love. That's, like, probably one of my favorites, you know. Yeah. Uh, everything from, you know, just. And I guess you can technically call that a remake. And then I guess, I mean, technically the, you know, the Kurt Russell, the thing is a remake, technically. Yeah. From <laughs> it's kind of like whatever, but. The uh, thing from outer space or whatever, which is like nothing like it, but. Yeah. And that's like one of my favorites. I think that's probably like some of the best animatronics I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Is like, you know, like, and then it was weird because they did that, you know, I remember being like here and like, okay, they're going to do a remake of the thing. And then what well, first they said like a, a prequel and then they said, no, it's a remake. Yeah. And then when it came out, I mean, it was a straight prequel. It yeah. was really weird how they, you know what I mean? Like it, like it shows everything, you know, fills in all the gaps of, you know. Yeah, the Norwegians uh, or whatever I think it was. Yeah, and it ends with them chasing a husky in a helicopter. I was like, how in the world is this a remake? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was really weird how they like, it's like they were very confusing on how they like marketed that. But Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> that and them changing their practical effects and covering them up with CGI, I think really like is what hurt the thing prequel pretty much was. Yeah, I, I part of me enjoyed it because I just liked kind of like getting the feeling of, you know, getting to see them find everything and like how it started kind of. But yeah, they... Yeah. I feel like they should have, they could have really did that justice if they would have went, you know, more like animatronic yeah. uh, cre creature type stuff, you know, and, uh, especially because it's like everyone at the time thought a lot of that CGI was like really good. And then it gets very, you know, it's, you know, you can just look back and see all the dated, you know, how dated, yeah. you know, it goes, starts with like Jurassic Park, you know, where you're like, man, I know it's not horror, but you're like, wow, yeah. is that dated? And then it just kind of goes up every like five years. They're like, now it looks real. And then five years later, you're like, no, nah, it didn't look real. You know, it's like, yeah. Me and my mom were talking this morning about Stephen King movies because she's a fan of Stephen King, but she's not really a huge horror fan. So, she, but she'll watch like his movies and stuff. And uh, we were talking about how Dreamcatcher, which wasn't even that long ago, how like horrible those effects looked. And that shit is like, that was like yeah. mid 2000s for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And that was such a, I like, that's such a weird, it's like two different movies, you know? Yeah. Like the beginning part out in the cabins, you know, pretty, I, I was, you know, just whatever, the, when the sick guy shows up and stuff, I always thought that was whatever. And then it gets into, I talk about that movie all the time because my favorite, and I know it was in the book and stuff, but my favorite uh, thing to refer to back is that when he talks about how they store memories, you know, yeah. like taking files in and out. Cause I'm always like, man, I've had to give up like, you know, my uh, knowledge on certain things to, you know, remember new weird things. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, but I'm trying to think what else. Uh, CGI, yeah, man. So it's nice to see that that's kind of uh, slowly yeah. know, people are getting. There's like it's the pendulum swinging back to trying to use a little bit less of that stuff, you know? Yeah, no, for uh, sure. Especially with like the indie horror, it's like it's almost cheaper to go practical if you can, you know, limit how many, you know, how much you need of it and stuff. Especially because it's like when. Uh, and by India, I don't necessarily mean India as far as like some of these really smaller groups like the like I don't know if you've heard of like Straight Edge Kager or like The Barn and stuff like that. But uh, more India as far as like, for instance, like that movie The Green Room that came out, you know, would kind of be yep. an uh, independent film in a way. So like the fact that stuff like that, like there's, you know, they don't try to sprinkle in extra blood with, you know, CGI. They just made a dirty film with like really good practical effects, you know, like when his arm gets all cut up and everything and it's... Yep. Stuff like that, I think, really pulls uh, horror fans in, seeing stuff like that and not, you know, everything being so CGI or over the top, you know, being brought down into real realism, you know? Yeah, I, uh, I got to see that movie. That was good. Oh, I, yeah. just caught the, I caught, like, random 
trying to remember this other one I really liked. It was on Shutter. It was like a guy out in the woods, and he was trying to use like alchemy to contact the devil. Uh, I don't know if like, I've seen we, that one. I'm trying to remember. And then uh, I wish I would. My, my apologies for not being more up to date. You oh know no, what you're I mean? really fun. Like uh, I still have to watch the stuff, like Midsummer, Lighthouse, a couple other things. I actually I saw a few things you've been talking about that. Yeah. I wrote down to watch just when you were talking about like, you know, your top movies of the year. I'll try to get to some of that. Oh yeah, uh, I appreciate that. Now I definitely recommend Midsummer and Lighthouse over anything that came out this year, though. To be honest with you, as much as I like everything that came out this year, that those two are some of my favorites, especially the Lighthouse. I like that a little bit more than Midsummer. I like Hereditary more than both. If you haven't checked that out, though. Ah, yeah, no, that was the that that was I saw that man. That was one of the greatest things ever. There was like uh, so many awesome. I mean, I haven't felt that way about a movie since like when I saw like The Exorcist when I was a kid. I just thought that even down to like the. uh, I mean, it was even weird down to like how I felt, like how they promoted and all the, you know, like trailers and everything, you know, the girl and then just her like pretty much getting, you know, killed so early on in the movie. Like just wasn't ready for it. Like, you know what I mean? You seem like, yeah. now the you know, pay-per-views, the previews made it seem like she was definitely the one being haunted and like the main character of the movie. So like, I'm right there with you. I watched, what's funny is I watched it. Uh, it was one I wanted to see in theaters and I missed out on it, but I wasn't like super into seeing it. And then it built all this hype. And uh, I watched it one night with my wife and I fell asleep before the, you know, the decapitation scene even happens. So the next day I was like, Hey, I'm going to rewatch hereditary. Do you want to watch it with me? She said, fuck no. And I was like, okay. I was like, whatever. So then like about 25 minutes in, I just like jaw dropped. I was like, what the fuck is about to happen for the next two hours of this two and a half hour movie? If the main character's dead. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I was like, so right. I knew I liked it right then just cause I was like, all right, like that's smart. You know what I mean? Like wasn't ready, like totally off guard. And then, yeah. Uh, just the last 20 or 30 minutes, man, was like, uh, I think my favorite scene I've seen in a horror movie in a long time is when, and it's the same thing because you're not kind of ready for what's happening, is when he runs up into the attic and shuts the door and you hear her pounding on it. And you just assume she's like pounding with her fist and then it cuts to her like on the ceiling. Yeah. I actually stood up out of my chair and was like, this is just awesome, man. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, Man, it's so cool to just see something. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I feel like I've been watching stuff for so long. I don't know if it's just you start getting, not like jaded, but like it just takes whatever. You know what I mean? I'm like, I haven't been so like pleased with a horror movie. You know what I mean? And then like, yeah. and then it gets into when she's like son or like, had, I was just like, that was like some of the greatest, like, you know what I mean? I had I enjoyed that so much, man. I was, you know. I like The Witch a lot, too. Kind of had the same thing, you know what I mean? I liked Out of Nowhere. Black Phillip, man, I thought was such a cool, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, How real they made that uh, movie feel as well. Like, uh, you know, just like the New England folktale feel. Like, everything just felt so authentic. Yeah, and then, yeah, there, that and Hereditary, man. And uh, Yeah, my favorite scene in Hereditary, and I wouldn't say it's, well, I take that back. It's not my favorite scene at all. But I'd say, like, for me, one thing I really give credit to Hereditary is this one of the first films in a long time that has a scene that, like, every time I watch the movie, I don't want to watch it. And it's when he smashes his own face on the desk. Yeah. Every time I'm like, dude, this is fucking too harsh. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. No, it was good, man. Because they, I don't know. It was just, it was like, that that movie was great, man. Yeah. I, uh, it was uh, such, it was been a long time, you know? It was just, it was just like classic, man. It was just like, you know, they nailed that, like, with everything that made, like, I feel like all the late 70s, early 80s horror good, you know, like just yeah. like the vibe and uh, just dark kind of remind me like, that's what I mean. Like just the same vibe I got when I watched The Exorcist for the first time, you yeah. know, just like truly like uh, disturbing on some weird level of, you know, and whatever, and just well written. I thought the cast like was everyone just like 
did a good job at what they were doing in the movie, you know? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't feel like there was many, like, weak links or anything. You know what I mean? And uh, the yeah. writing was good and paced well. To get that level of acting from everyone in a horror movie is just, like, ridiculous to think about. You know what I mean? Like, the dad was good. Tony Collette was amazing. The daughter was amazing. The son was amazing. You know, so... Yeah, and, and like I said, I was in the same boat. It, it kind of, you know, just kind of like you're in it. Because like, I initially when that happened, I thought like, I actually thought maybe like like she was sustained some crazy head injury and then would have like been okay. You know yeah. what I mean? And like it was going to be some weird like kind of like, you know, devil type of, you know what I mean, type of thing where it was like some like supernatural, you know, like yeah. she'd already become some sort of like supernatural. And the clicking, the tongue clicking thing was really cool, I thought, throughout the whole movie. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Just hear those like just kind of walking down. It's like ah, it's like it was really cool, and I'm glad I got to see as far as like just what what have you know. Yeah, um, trying to think if there was uh, but yeah, I don't know a bunch of like I said, I'll try to catch a bunch of stuff. Maybe, yeah, uh, I can catch up and be on again sometime. You know, and talk about it. Like, <laughs> oh no, definitely. Yeah, I was actually gonna I was gonna say that actually earlier is uh, that if you want to come back on sometimes, you know, once you catch up on a bunch of movies you want to see and shit, I'll definitely have a part two for you. <laughs> yeah yeah talk about like yeah talk about some older stuff i'm trying to think if there's anything else cool there's a couple like older things i watched that i liked not like old older but uh yeah the did you see that the the ritual yeah like that a lot man that that was was one i'm not gonna lie i had to grow on me because the first time i watched it i was like uh i felt like they were they went back to the bathroom scene a little too much like they relied on that a little too much but uh then the second time i watched it i was like like i don't know it just didn't bother me as much as it did the first time so yeah i just that the creature at the end was such a cool payoff yeah. you know i like just uh, windigo type yeah it was just i think that's what i liked about it honestly was like uh it's a, like a new kind of creature i've never you know what i mean yeah no uh, doubt and it's and it seemed pretty animatronic i mean yeah it was like that like unfolded and then there was that like you could tell there was like a some sort of like humanoid figure inside of it yeah you know and it was like a moose wolf thing i don't know and then uh a super uh i liked this is gonna sound weird but uh, i'm trying to remember what they were called i thought they were done i went through this thing man where when i would uh when i when i work and do draw when i do drawings i like to i'll put stuff on like in the background mm-hmm. and i'm trying to remember what the one series i ended up watching that i really liked was that was like kind of a straight to you know like streaming uh grave encounters did you oh, see that yeah. yeah dude i mean it's it wasn't a nothing new under the sun man i remember like being like ah this is just another one of those like uh you know found footage yeah things man and i was like it's and then the second one i actually was like i really liked the first one because i thought the second one was uh even it had some stuff in it that i liked like where you know they bust through the door to go back outside and they're just in another hallway yeah like that that kind of stuff always whatever but then when they get on the elevator and then they're back they go out and then they're back at the place again uh, i remember i was into those and the creatures were what have you but I, I thought just like the general what ha- the rest of the movie i liked yeah no, and that, then, uh, that's one that um when it first actually came out it was pr- i would say it was pretty close to not groundbreaking for found footage but it was one of the first found footage movies where i felt like they started to put some effects in the movies you know what i mean like a yep. lot of before they try to keep it so realistic and all that shit and that was probably the first one that like that scene where that woman turns and her jaw drops yeah 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 fucking terrifying because you <laughs> never expected that out of i wish they ruined it and put it in the trailer i realized after seeing the trailer but if i wish they wouldn't have because like you're not ex- you're really not expecting that in a horror movie you expect them especially one that's trying to play on the whole pretty much trying to uh joke on like zach baggins and uh yeah yeah those dudes and stuff it's like 
you expect them just to like see shit moving maybe or like see somebody walking like a ghost but then when you start seeing shit like that you're like what the fuck and then actual creatures and shit from like yeah uh, where they were making people down in the basement well not making people but like fucking with people down in the basement yeah and i liked it because at first it did the like yeah just pulling people's hair and stuff and you're like uh yeah. you know whatever and then yeah then stuff starts like you know physical things start crawling out of you know air ducts and stuff and uh yeah he's like someone fucking push me and like shit like that at first <laughs> yeah yeah and those were cool i mean whatever i you know but yeah. i was i was talking about it again before man but i saw uh one of the coolest experiences i've i've had was i got to see i saw blair witch the first one in the theaters like it was only out a couple days and it's like when everyone kind of still kind of thought it might be real yeah you know what I mean? So there was like people like crying and leaving the theater and stuff. And it was like, I remember sitting there and being like, I don't know if I believe this is like real or not, but this is like crazy. Yeah. Primarily because it's like, it's really messing people up, man. It's like, there was like a lady that was like, shit, like she was literally like those kids and her husband's like, it's cool, man. Like, like ushering her out of the theater. Like she was like breaking down. <laughs> like I was like, yeah. this is insane, man. It's like as close to like, you know, uh, like war of the worlds like whoever get you know man where like people just weren't sure if this was like real or not you know yeah. and uh so i've always had a soft spot for that man you know what i mean and uh like i was forever thankful that i got to like have this weird experience of seeing it like in the theater and while like everyone thought it was like there was this weird tension where like because uh, it was the first you know movie to come out and say like hey man we found these tapes and just like edited them together you know yeah, and they did a good job. Actors and, and shit like that to make you. Think. Yeah, and like missing posters, and it, like it was about I think seven or ten days after, like the Sci Sci Fi Channel or something ran a thing, and it was kind of like when everyone knew it wasn't real. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like a faux <laughs> documentary or something like that, as well as like an interview with them. Or like they had like a documentary to go along with the film that was like about the Black Hills Witch or whatever. And yeah, then, yeah. And then they afterwards had like a big interview, I think, with like Heather Donahue and the other uh, Mike and can't remember the other guy's name, but. Yeah, I'm bad. That's a, I'm bad with that stuff. But yeah, it was it was awesome, man. It was like, uh, but so I've always kind of had a, you know, I've always liked any of that. Yeah, and just <laughs> like uh, real quick, kind of to touch on that, uh, I kind of have a soft spot for paranormal activity for kind of the same reason. Not because it, everybody thought it was real, of course, but just an experience. Like um, when Blair Witch came out, I was kind of young. I was about, I would say, like I wish I actually knew that came out '99, didn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so when check. it it came out on VHS, I think by like '01 which would have made sense because, you know, in 01, I was, you know, it took longer to come out on, you know, VHS back then and shit like that. So it came out by like 2000 or 2001 on VHS, I believe. So by then I was uh, like, not, I was only like nine or 10, but my parents wanted me to watch it because they're like, it's not really that scary, but they over explained it to me. So they like took all the scare away from it, you know, like yeah. the realistic stuff. So it didn't scare me when I was young. Now I have a respect for it and I enjoy watching it, but it's like, you know, cause I know the history, but being young, you're like knowing it's fake and having everything. It's just like, it didn't really hit for me, but seeing paranormal activity in the movie theaters and that feeling so real. I remember like, I saw it the first time and my whole row, like we went as a huge group and like the whole row of people jumped, but I went and saw it a second time with my aunt and like, um, have you seen paranormal activity? Yeah, no, I like it. Like I said, man, I like all that. I'm like, yeah. I just like the genre, I guess, if you would, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, I liked them all. At the end, uh, when she throws Micah at the camera and then she comes in the room, when she threw Micah at the camera, I heard this girl behind me go, fuck this, and got up and left the movie <laughs> theater. She's like, couldn't cut it after that shit. <laughs> and, and, and it's one of those things where they were the first to do the like real drawn out, 
kind of like you know what i mean simple but that's what was scary is it wasn't like yeah you know what i mean 808 like like rumbling for 30 seconds and nothing happening but it was so tense you're like yeah i remember i remember the thing that that i thought was the coolest was when they put the what's it called down and they were hoof prints you know what i mean i remember being like that's when i was like oh it's like a demon it's not even a go you know what i mean because it's like that was like a weird you know difference i guess you know where kind of as opposed to just being a and just being haunted by like someone that had passed away it was like a kind of like a a sadistic creature more so than just like a human person that had you know what i mean well, it changes from being just a haunting to possession, pretty, you know, something trying to yep. possess. So, yeah, it definitely changes the horror, I feel like, to a different extent, because at that point, you're not like, especially because at that point, that's when you kind of realize as the audience, it's like, oh, it's not worried about the house. You can leave, but it's going to follow because that shit yep. wants one of y'all. But now I really enjoy that. So we can move on to uh, the hypothetical stuff. Pretty much my first question for you is if, if somebody approached you in the future for this, when this new record drops, and they were saying, we want to make a music video for one of the songs, but what we want to do is pick one of your favorite horror films and make it out to be a short film version for a music video. But they let you choose the horror film. What horror film would you choose and how would you want them to rework it for a music video? Oh, man, that's... Hmm. And so you're saying if you could take a movie and yeah. then like, uh, like boil it down to like four or five minutes and have yeah. it like kind of work with the song. Yeah. I mean, I would kind of... Part of it would be based off of maybe... Uh, what some of it what the song would be about more so than what would be my favorite movie to you know work with a video yeah you know you know what i mean as far as saying like this is one of my favorite movies and i would just put it to a song so there's a song i could think of and it's just because it's about some of the like weirdness would probably be and i mean i guess it borders on horror would probably be jacob's ladder oh hell yeah now i had a uh dan the guitar player for set your goals i don't know if you uh yeah no i'm sure you've heard of at least about them i just didn't know if you know being a different genre and stuff if that's something you're into but they um that was his favorite movie actually like his well his favorite horror movie he said it was his favorite movie too but you know as far as like actually picking a horror movie he said that was it and as far as i'm concerned that's definitely a horror movie with all like the little uh like the yeah. like the tail on the train and like when they're in the club and the people have like tails and tongue, like long tongues or shit yeah and then has that uh those kind of like i mean I hate to describe it as this kind of has that like stop motion the stop motion kind of like uh shaking figures you know what i mean yeah no, definitely. Uh, like you know, the car will drive past and it's like two people driving and in the back seat there'll be this like kind of figure that's like shaking really fast like where it's blurry you know yeah but um what always scared me about that movie not scared me is like when you get to a point in the movie where like you don't know which life is real you know like yeah. he, he, he's like the mailman in new york and he's he has that girlfriend and then he flashes back and he's with his you know wife and actually i believe that was was the first i believe that was the first uh not that this is very horror but that was the first but macaulay culkin he was like the little boy i believe yeah, the, his son has or whatever. yeah yeah because yeah. it's uh yeah he was like three or four i think in that and then there's a the iconic scene at the end where they like walk up the stairs to the attic like together yeah there's like the lights coming through the window but um i just would love i think that'd even be cool short just the back and forth you know like waking up and going into different worlds you know what i mean and then you know i mean it's a big whatever but just the I always thought it was so cool though, you know, just like this idea of just like, uh, you know, dying or death in the suspension and like kind of having this weird perception of working all these things out before you can like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not even go to heaven, but just like move on, you know what I mean? And, uh, it, you know, it's just like a weird movie about like this, like kind of like bizarre 
purgatory, not like in a, even like religious sense, but just like this kind of like, uh, you know, and a bunch of wild lines about, uh, you know, you know, the de- the angels coming as demons to free you, you know what I mean? From the war, that movie. Yeah. It, man, it's like one of those ones where still, you know, you watch it and the right, whatever, man, it kind of gets under your skin a little bit, you know, yeah. no, and, you then can... it ha- and then had the classic ending, you know, at the end when you find out like pretty much like he's just di- he's he died, you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. joking. The first time I saw the sixth sense, you know, and I saw them like, let's fucking go pretty much Jacob's ladder, you know, and it's yeah. like, you know, the same kind of general idea, you know, died, don't know his dad working through this issues. I feel like Jacob's ladder is definitely more of a, you know, whatever, but yeah, that's my weird long winded answer. I would have to say Jacob's ladder. I think it would, uh, like uh, pertain to a song on the new record really well and we kind of like work with it you know yeah and uh and it is one of my favorites it, it's in that weird category of uh whatever but it still has that element i guess that's definitely scary you know yeah none uh and like you were saying it's like you could kind of do like you could start the video before the song starts with like him finishing up and going home from the war you know in quotes or whatever and then yeah. have all the shit happen. And then at the end of the video, once the song's over, have it like come back to the actual ending of the film, like you said, where you realize it's pretty much just all a drug trip on his way to death. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that would be cool too. It's just, uh, that was a good movie. That, uh, I always liked, thought a cool video too, if you could do a riff on uh, Into the Mouth of Madness. Oh yeah, that'd you be know? awesome. <laughs> you could like have just someone show up in this town and have just all this, you know, my, my favorite scene is a lady you know talking about her husband or whatever and then they pan back she's like tentacles and he's like chained to like the what's the country she's like chopping him up into pieces yeah you know and all, and all the weird figures and the dogs and then was it sutter kane i believe yeah i was just about yeah. to say you could always do the whole like instead of people reading sutter kane it could be don't listen to zeo and stuff like that yeah 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 i know yeah so i'd say jacob's ladder man would be that'd be a cool one you know yeah. i mean and it's one of my favorites as well so oh yeah uh, no, and that one you can do kind of gory if you did some like early, uh, well, not gory. I'm, I guess you could do gory with like the war scenes and shit. But what you could do is like to incorporate all you guys is like, you know, like obviously you could play the character of Jacob, but then all the people that you see that are morphed and stuff could be the band members. That way they play integral roles other than like just people you're doing shit with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And uh, there's probably going to be a lot of people mad at me that I didn't say Event Horizon. And it's not because, <laughs> it's not because I, I mean, Liberate had a bunch of, you know, bunch of like the ideas were pulled from that movie but yeah uh but i feel like as a video you know what i mean as far as like uh doing a video like a outer space horror video i don't you know what i mean i don't know if we have a song that would fit into the you know what i mean the vibe of uh kind yeah. of this uh living ship uh destroying people in outer space yeah and event horizon is one that's uh like it's a cool movie and you could definitely do like an ode to it in the music video but i don't think it would be easy to tell a true story there like, quickly yeah you know what i mean like Maybe over a few songs or something. Like if you didn't care about the songs actually mattering to like line up, you know what I mean? If I was in, the, if we were like a punk band or something, I always thought like a, it'd be cool to do like a Night of the Demons type of video. You know what I mean? Just oh, like this, like like 80s punk party type yeah. of like uh, whatever. That was a wild remake too, man, which I thought I was going to hate. And then I was like, I kind of weirdly think this is okay. Did you see it? The remake of Night, Night of the Demons it came out a yeah, couple uh, years ago. I saw it like when it came out. Uh, the one with like Shannon Elizabeth and Edward Furlong and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one was fucking, the remake was uh, almost more batshit crazy than the original movie. Yeah. And they stuck to a lot of the, whatever, you know what I mean? I think yeah. all, like at least the iconic scenes and like, and uh, I, that's the Edward Furlong character just entertained me. You know what I mean? It was just like, they're like, just kind of be yourself, I guess. And you know what I mean? And like just uh, around. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, I don't know why it was, uh, 
that was one of those ones where I put it on. Like, I, I will say this about remakes. If it's a movie I really liked, I always have to see it out of just like, not, I think it's going to be good, but out of more of a, you know what I mean? Uh, I have to see how they did this. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just to know it for myself. You know? Yeah. No, I'm I feel right like there some people be like, people be like, it was awesome. I'm like, why was it awesome? Because it was awesome. You know, and it's like, well, I have to see it. Like, because you're not helping me out here. But yeah, uh, a- anything I liked, there's a remake of, I, I will watch eventually just out of like, I need to know for myself. You know, so Night of the Demons is always one of my weird favorites. And uh, that was like my favorite thing about like shutters. They always have all that stuff on there. You know, yeah. like Demons, Night of the Demons, a lot of that like, yeah, like late 70s, early 80s kind of like. I feel like that stuff was always on TV when I was a kid, like late at night. There'd be yeah. like maybe like censored versions or something, but like. Uh, like on TNT up all night and shit like that. Yeah, I had a babysitter that used to like, let, you know what I mean? She was cool and we'd like stay up and watch like a horror movie or something yeah and uh you know when i was probably too young to be staying up and watching horror movies <laughs> but that was a lot of my i saw nightmare on elm street when i was really young man and it like genuinely scarred me you know what i mean like i was yeah. like I, was, I shouldn't have seen it and watched that it was probably like 10 or something like that yeah it's, uh, but uh so the next question would be pretty much is i don't know uh you know what you really dabble in you know musical instrument wise but either by yourself or with the rest of the band would you want to ever compose a horror movie or like score a horror movie yeah oh yeah no i think that'd be that's uh i would love to you know i um probably i feel too you know like um i used to mess around with like some you know like programming like you know on the computer like yeah uh, programming stuff but i I have enough general whatever i play bass in the bands for wild drums guitar is probably my like least strong instrument but i feel like decent on bass and drums and yeah uh, like general keyboard stuff you know what i mean just rough enough to where you know i think that i mean I think it'd be, I would at least like to try. I think that'd be cool if there was something, you know what I mean? And I have a few friends that have done little things, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Actually, what was that? I'd have to look, but I would love to. Yeah, a big thing I think would just be, it'd be cool to just like, you know, have someone hand you a movie. Yeah. You know, and just get to watch it and then maybe explore how, you know what I mean? I mean, it'd be fun to do some stuff with just like some noise, you know, electronics and, but yeah, no, I think it'd be fun. Oh I'd, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have, uh, you know, I'd probably have to bring some help in, you know? Yeah, like, a little bit of guidance and shit like that. Yeah, but fortunate to have, you know, friends that are good at all this stuff. I I do, I demo at home and stuff, you know? Yeah. But it's pretty, demoing vocals is uh, pretty basic uh you know as far as when you get into recording it's probably one of the more simple kind of you know yeah uh, i just think it'd be a cool thing to explore as yeah. an artist you know what i mean just be able to like get a movie and just kind of like i guess see how it makes you feel or try to like uh take parts and yeah kind of uh i guess boost the mood you know what i mean yeah um oh yeah i believe actually brett that was in zay in the beginning he ended up he was a singer julian there. i believe he did some score for i wanted to say it was the devil inside okay uh but i could be wrong and i feel terrible because he's a friend of mine you know yeah forever and i just uh like i said i am terrible at this because when i i was up in uh, me and my wife were up in new york one time when he was living there and uh we ran you know i reached out to him and we ended up uh meeting up for a little bit and then he was really excited and he was especially because he was like you know an air into horror and stuff so i thought you know he'd find this really cool that i've been kind of like you know what i mean yeah working on this and i'm pretty sure what it is but um that's like i always get a little nervous to do podcasts and interviews because like just for this i'm like yeah i got this good friend and he like went out of his way and told me this and then i'm like i'm can't remember <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. but no it was the, it was the devil inside 
Okay, fuck uh, yeah, that's awesome. That uh, that movie gets. A, I'm not gonna lie, the movie does get some hate from people, but I actually personally really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I think people didn't like the ending because he kind of just. That's the spoiler. That's the movie where he drives drives into another car to like end yeah, the movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah. to me, the movie itself being a found footage film, it's like how do you end a found footage film and leave footage to be found if like that's the problem with some of these found footage films is they have too much of an ending. It's like how did somebody find the damn footage if the fucking murderer walked away with it you know what i mean like stuff like that yeah. happens so it's like at least this makes sense there was a car accident and they retrieved the shit from the car accident like and then the movie like leading up to it was pretty scary like when they're in the um like when they're in the apartment before they go to do like to see the mom again at the end and i think she's like it's her and the two priests if i'm not yeah. thinking of the wrong movie or whatever but i believe that whole scene like before the, i think one of the priests ends up shooting himself or something like that that whole shit is like like really tense fucking pretty scary <laughs> and if i uh here's a it's just to make one last weird like statement but as i the number one like short film i would like to see i wish was a full-length film mm-hmm. you know what i mean like out of whatever was in uh i wish in vhs2 when they go to that cult compound oh it, yeah uh, the, uh where she's like pregnant with his friends yeah yeah and then it's like everyone like kills themselves and then they come back and then that's like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I always was like, every time I watched it, I'm like, I wish they would have just made this a whole movie. Like, you know what I mean? And got like, you know, more like background and build up and you know what I mean? And all that stuff. But uh, yeah, we're talking, my, my friend, I was like, uh, the other day, we we're talking about that movie. I forget how it came up. And I was just like, man, that like middle, it's like uh, around in the middle. I was like, that's still, man. I, I like think about it all the time. Like, that's a really cool, weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, they could have it to where they actually like go there and stay there. So it yeah. kind of like last a couple of days and like shit plays out a little slower with a slower burn, but kind of like yeah. with the same batshit ending that's in the VHS like segment. No, I think that would be an awesome full movie. I re- that's one of my favorite VHS segments. That one and then the one from the first movie, I believe, where like the very first segment where the uh, the siren pretty much is like yeah yeah fucking fucking with those dudes. But I mean, hey, they're trying to date rape her, so they deserve it for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I liked. I mean, I liked the the underlying thing of the first one a lot like we know all the tvs and then there's that dude in the chair and then yeah they share the guy watching it and the guy's not in the chair anymore and you see this like kind of like uh, those were cool man i was uh but yeah that second one man i just always was and then you don't really get much background on the cult before that either you know what i mean like why they're so notorious and like what their like goal is it's just kind of they yeah. just go like they're like they just pretty much start and they're like hey they're letting us in this compound and it's yeah. like you yeah, know no one's ever been allowed in here and they don't really I was like, man, you could definitely add a more content and yeah, draw things out and kind of you know have maybe a couple other, you know, key events that would happen. I'm sure or whatever, but uh, yeah. I don't know who. I don't know who. Uh, my apologies. I don't know who like wrote that and was in charge, but I guess uh, should do like a you know like a reimagining uh, full length. Of, uh, and then the end's awesome with the demons like. Uh, Oh yeah. What's he say? Like, Daddy or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like, man, this is so awesome and weird. You know? I'm right there with you. That's one of my. F- I love the VHS films. I actually talked a little bit about them not too long ago for the first time on an episode. But we talked about a completely different segment. We didn't talk about that segment. But now that's one of my favorites. I was actually trying to see who directed it, but um, that's one thing that's hard to find with those movies that have like four or five different directors. You got a director for you know the wraparound segment, then you have one for each little segment. But yeah. but now I like the one in uh, VHS too as well, where the guy's on the bike with a GoPro and he comes yeah, out the- as a zombie. <laughs> Yeah, and then you watch the whole like uh, timeline of like turning, and then he attacks that. Thing. That's it's cool. I even yeah. uh, what's funny, and it's like the little things was uh, the last segments like the alien one, 
or yeah. whatever. But uh, I don't know if you remember when the kids are teasing, like the older ones, they bust in the room when like that girl's with her boyfriend and they, yeah. uh, they start going, babies making babies, babies yeah. making babies. And uh, I don't know why, but uh, I was, for some reason I get stuck in my head all the time. I actually <laughs> tried to make it a ringtone. I tried to do all this stuff and I failed and then I got frustrated and never did it. But <laughs> I, uh, I always thought that'd be off. Be like in a grocery store and your phone rings. It's just like, Babies making babies. Babies making babies. <laughs> Sorry. It's like the weird thing. That's like, that was a cool one, too. That, that second one was cool. I liked them both. But yeah, uh, I didn't watch the third one yet. Just out of like primarily just uh, it's one of those things where it's like when you're sitting around like, what do I want to watch? And then it's like, I'll watch something. And then I'm like, oh, I should have watched like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like it got some hate, but I, I, I don't care. I'll watch it. You know, I'll finish out series and stuff like that anyway. Yeah, now I enjoy uh, the segments in it, but the wraparound of it is way lazier than the other ones. It's nowhere, nowhere near as good as it, ones. And it wasn't three. Wasn't it called something else? It was like yeah, uh, VHS viral. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Sorry. I think they're all three on Tubi. If you uh, Have you ever used Tubi? No, I have to check it out. It's a free I, app, and its horror section is fucking, like, it's just as good as Shudder, and it's free. I'm telling you, it's good. It's got ads, but the ads are, like, not that bad at all. I don't mind that. I watch a lot of stuff on Hulu and still have to, you know what I mean? Yeah watch ads and stuff so i don't mind usually like, take care of stuff or <laughs> yeah. whatever but so my final question for you and again if you think of any horror movies at the end that you want to mention before i let you go you're more than welcome to but uh my final question for you is do you have any horror stories of your own and they could be from either being on the road or you know just something uh in your lifetime that happened that was scary as shit or even that you felt was supernatural possibly nothing too crazy definitely there was like some scary like urban legends kind of uh around where I lived, you know what I mean? And just had some like, uh, you know, there was this place we used to go when we were kids where uh, I can't remember the whole thing, but they would, uh, if you drove through this one part of the cemetery at night and would yell, trying to remember the name that they would chase you. And like, everyone would swear that, you know what I mean? They would see like dip out and chase, but yeah, uh, there was a, there was a place by me called the shades where I grew up and supposedly back like, during some of the uh, wars with the native Americans and such, it was one of the places where they would, uh, supposedly it was like a gallows place and uh they called it the shades because uh, when they said they'd walk through if you could uh at night and you could see your shadow on the ground that you would see there be you wouldn't see anything like else but you would see a shadow come up to your shadow and it would like you know if it would like choke it or attack it like you would be choked or attacked Whoa. and uh, <laughs> i had i had to walk through there as a kid all the time and there was three or four it was pitch black and then there was a little uh, bridge at the bottom and there were three or four uh, like small kind of street lights. And uh, so when you would cut through there at night, man, there was this one part where you would get a hard shadow mm. from the street lights, you know? And uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Even up, I remember up through like middle school or high school, you know, walking through there at night and see your shadow. And there was that like, you know, start like whistling or walking faster or something, you know what I mean? Like, or trying not to look, you know? Pins uh-huh. up real quick. <laughs> yeah, no, it was wild, man. But we cut through. Actually, uh, I told my kids that story, and then uh, at Christmas they put lights on the bridge, and they just called it the haunted bridge. And uh, yep. they think it's cool to drive through there at night. They think it's just spooky or whatever. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, there was this like, and there was also a story of a witch that lived uh, back in a cave there, and uh, uh, she would like leave toys out by the front of the cage to like entice kids to come near the edge of the cave, and then she would like pull you in and all this stuff and then uh <laughs> yeah there, so there was like it was weird man there was like all these cool like we even went down there when they used to have furnace fest at the sloss furnaces they were supposedly haunted i never 
I never really went back in there too much, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I've had uh, been told some crazy stories and been in some places where there's been, you know, urban legends, but uh, yeah, man, Scott, you'll have to talk to him sometime too from Zaya, man. He's real into horror movies uh-huh. and I, they were on tour and he was telling me, you'd have, he'd have to tell you the story. He'd have a good story for this, man. There was like some castle they went to that supposedly was all like haunted and stuff. And he has this crazy picture, man where there's this like uh or i can't remember if he has a picture or they saw it where there was this like crazy fog and there was like you could like see images in it and stuff but i remember he talks about it all the time and uh i had a couple i'm trying to think man i i I do have one weird thing man like i don't whatever and and much but uh i went through a phase when i was like in late elementary school man where we would like me and my brother and my other brother uh, that passed away man we used to mess with ouija boards man and just had a couple weird like you know what i mean like that's one of those weird things man I, i don't like them you know what I mean? I'm just yeah. kind of like, uh, try to stay away from him for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, man, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and like argue that it's this or that or what I would ever, but I will say, man, that like, I don't know, man, maybe if you put yourself in a position where you're trying to like get in touch with certain things, whether, you know, what, what they be, man, that like, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like you may like never a, encounter them. Like if you don't, uh do fuck with that <laughs> stuff but if you open yourself up to be in you know to bring them you know if you pretty much invite yeah. them to yeah yeah an encounter it might definitely provoke something no, i feel you on that for sure we just had like i remember playing we heard some weird noises and doors slam man and we yeah. uh we used to do these fake radio shows when we were kids man like on actual like set tapes where Oh, you yeah. could get like these like two deck uh like it was real easy man back in the day you know you could walk in like that's what was popular at the time walking in the store like a boom box with like two tape decks and a radio yeah and then you know the one tape deck you could usually record onto the other it's how you made people mix tapes you know like hit record play a song stop and uh whatever but we used to do like fake radio shows where we'd play like a song or two and then you could get a microphone and like do like a dj type of you know what i mean ramble or, or do fake commercials but yeah we were doing one once and we were like playing with a ouija board and uh you know we like heard some weird stuff and my uh, one brother thought he heard something like move or crash into the room and we got freaked out and like ran outside mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like one of those where it's like ran outside and, like stood out in the yard and we're like uh eventually got like the whatever to come back in and we were uh listening to the we went back and listened to the tape and uh like when everything happened uh, and they say like I heard something. We all like, freaked out, and we're getting ready around the room. Like the tape got all weird and distorted. Yeah, you know. And I remember we listened back to it, and then we like got weird and went outside again. Like it was like a sounded like voices, but not like anything too co- coherent. But it was weird, and yeah. you know, nothing too crazy. Luckily, man. I don't know if I could. I don't know, man. Mentally, I don't think I'd be real good at that. You know what I mean? <laughs> there yeah. was like some wild. Uh, for real stuff man i think like uh, the first time maybe it's, it said it get out clear enough i would be like all right i'm getting out <laughs> yeah i'd be like cool man you know what i mean like it's yours i was you know poltergeist was popular when i was young and it was just like man the fact they kept staying in that house you know what i mean i'm like you're insane like yeah uh <laughs> yeah to play you on, know? which that's just to play on the whole horror of like these families sinking every dime into a house type thing it's like how much would yeah. it take just not give that up <laughs> yeah and then uh but yeah, man, I've had a few, whatever, man, but it was crazy to grow up, you know, like I said, man, like a lot of urban legends and stuff. And, you know, just like areas where I grew up were, you know, just considered a, definitely, man, it was like, you'd hear these weird stories and you know, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't one to test fate. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. usually be like, uh, you know, if you guys stand on this thing, I'd always think about, there was that one in the, I didn't see the movie of the, uh, 
scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah, me neither, um, to be honest with you, because it was uh, when it got a PG-13 rating, that kind of turned me off of it. Plus, it looked very CGI-filled. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I read the books, like all the books when I was young, but I'm trying yeah. to remember if it was in that one, because there was a series. I'm trying to remember what the other one, like, it was like a couple of them. Yeah. But there was a story about the people that uh, kids went up to uh, to the grave, and it was something about if you throw, uh, something about say their name, they'll come out. But anyway, it was like something like one of the characters threw a knife down, and then they all left, and when the one girl went to leave, she felt like uh, something tug on her dress, and you know, thought it was the hand of this like corpse. But here, like when they threw the knife down, it stuck her dress to the ground. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like she like died of shock or something. It was like some crazy story, and I was like, you know, man, I don't think I'd do real well coming face to face with a, you know, <laughs> yeah, anything wild. I guess that's why maybe you know drawn to those movies. But how about yourself? No, uh, we have a local thing here called five bridge road or five bridges road and what it is is there's this road where there used to be five bridges and uh like when you drive down the road you this is like the only encounter i've ever had i'm i would say i'm skeptical but i not really i guess when stuff stuff starts to happen my skepticism goes out the window so but uh so pretty much there's this place called five bridge road and what you're supposed to do five bridges road and you're supposed to go down it and park on the fifth bridge and turn your car off and uh wait and that's it's another one that's like got different stories it's like one is like a woman wrecked and lost her baby and you're supposed to say mary i have your baby there's like uh a story that just like a guy murdered his wife out there and she's still so i don't know which one's real but pretty much one time me and my friends went out there and we went out at like 11 30 midnight with a like a carload of people and nothing happened so we we're like okay fuck it let's go on and do our thing or whatever so we kept hanging out for the night and then about three o'clock when a lot of people separated, we went back out there with like a little bit less people and we uh, turned the car off. And while we're sitting in there for a minute, my buddy like kind of turned his back to his window a little bit. And uh, we were sitting there and he was like, we thought we heard a knock and he was he, like, that's when he like shifted his back to it. And he was like, did y'all hear that shit? And when he did that, we heard something. And this, the way the street was, is there was trees on either side, but they didn't go over the streets. You know what I mean? So they like, they were up so high, like there was nothing but forest on either side. But like, if you looked up, you could see the night sky type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, right as he said that, and he like turned to us, like you could hear something run across the top. And we were driving like a Toyota Tacoma at the time. You like, we literally felt like we heard something run across the top. So when that happened, we like, you know, like turned the car on real quick and took off. But <laughs> it was pretty scary. That was the only time I've ever like, felt like I heard anything and it felt like it ran you know what I mean it didn't sound like just like you know because it would have just been like one big thump I would have been like oh that's an acorn or something falling but the way it sounded like do 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 I was like F go let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> now, I remember a couple I can't remember the one but it was like the same where we'd go in a truck and it was like you would there was something you would say or if you would sit there you know yeah and then there was always like someone that would you know you'd hear something or someone would say it and you'd just like everyone would freak out and you'd take off <laughs> yeah you know and uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of cool that those places seem to be everywhere though yeah you know what i mean just like there's like kind of urban urban legend uh there's like one up in pennsylvania that was cool it was like about this like the goblin of easton about this like priest that did all these terrible things and then like when they hung him the rope broke and he like turned into a goblin and like killed all these people holy fuck and sounds then, like an awesome b-rated horror <laughs> i know and then you like, can't go to this one uh sanctuary anymore or whatever because it's like haunted by the goblin of easton it's like well i was like cool it's like not close to me but just like i guess pennsylvania uh yeah. folklores and yeah there's nothing i'm trying to think then there's like all those people you know like uh i feel like i remember in school there'd always be people be like yeah man this one dude i knew did like bloody mary and you know like this crazy stuff happened and you know what i mean i remember all those too in this 
that was like big when I was a kid, man, all the Bloody Mary stuff. And, yeah. uh, and I was one of those people where like, I don't, I'm not going to say it is or isn't real, but I'm not going to do it. Cause if it is like, I'm not just in like, case. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whatever, man, I'm not gonna, you know what I mean? I feel pretty, feel pretty stupid if I brought that upon myself, you know, knowingly or whatever. That's when you start telling your friends that they're like, Oh, you're chicken shit. And be like, man, I'm doing it for your sake. Cause if I, get <laughs> murdered, you're going to get blamed for it. And they're, they're not going to believe Bloody Mary. They're going to think you murdered your best friend. I'm doing it for your sake. Okay. <laughs> That's what I you know. tell them. So like, yeah. And then there was a, <laughs> yeah, but it was, yeah, nothing too crazy, man. Like I've heard some stories, but I've, you know, it's got definitely, man, it's been some spooky places, but you know, I actually, what's wild, man, is I, uh, like in my house, I have uh, like baseboard radiator heat. And it's yeah. like, a, it's like, uh, it's a ranch. So it's just like a basement in one story. And uh, like, I have a little like office type, whatever type thing you want to call it in the back. It's just like where I draw, like do computer stuff and have like a books and like a place to paint and stuff. But uh, like, so uh, there's a few radiators in the basement, but they're all above me and they like run along the walls. Yeah. I've lived here for a few years now. And when the water, like it's crazy because you know, it's the water when it moves around, it, it sounds like everything from everyone's on like a door slamming to someone like the exact pace of footsteps, like do, 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 like, yeah. and it'll go like from one end of the house to the other. And then sometimes it sounds like voices to the point where I've actually been like, what? Yeah. what? And then like got up and went to the steps and my wife will be like, I wasn't like, I didn't call you. Yeah. And like, so sometimes I sit here and I can literally hear like, I know it's the water, but it's like voices. And then once or twice I've been here by myself where like, I'll be sitting back here and I know what it is. Mm-hmm. you know but i'll hear like someone talking it sounds like in the other room and then the one time it's like footsteps ran down the hallway and like even though i knew what it was man i'm not gonna lie i'm like this is like weird man you know what it's yeah. like i'm like and then every once in a while it'll uh just bang and it sounds like it's where the sound comes from sounds like the back door yeah and then like i'm in the basement you know yeah so it's been like stuff where i've heard talking and then all of a sudden like bang 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 or like that and then talking or i'll hear the door bang and then running yeah you know and I know what it is, but it's like, I'm not going to lie, man. It's uh, it's pretty wild to be like, man, it's still kind of like gives me the chills, man. It's like, you know. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely because it's like, like you said, you know what it is, but it always is going to take a second for it to click what it is. You know, at first you're going to be like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. there's always a minor reaction before, you know, your mind's going to click what it is. So it's like, fuck, I'm right there with you. We had uh, not really in the house we're in now because uh, – house right now like you'll hear like the ac cut on shit but it's so slow that it's never really you know but uh i used to live in a house where the water did the same thing but it kind of did it throughout the floor so it sounded like really weird because you'd be sitting on the couch and it kind of sounded like somebody was like walking on the floor in front of you but nobody was in front of you and shit like that but yeah and i i believe that the radiators well you know to where like go around each one and they all seem whatever but yeah. you know a lot of that knocking and footstep stuffs from like the air traveling through them but uh still man it's like uh, and like i said the voice thing and sometimes it sounds like you're underwater like yeah i guess it depends and there's like pipes that run all above me and like the room i sit in the basement there's no insulation between the you know the floor and the like all the baseboards are open with like wires and plumbing and stuff so they couldn't like insulate it yeah and uh so it's like uh the sound is like not damp it's not dampered at all you know yeah. what i mean so it's like the slamming scares me sometimes it's literally like you know i'll be sitting down here like 1 30 in the morning or something and say i watched a horror movie and i'm just like tired and all, you know and one time i was walking past the door and it happened and i was like shit myself man it was like you know i was like walking upstairs and it sounded like uh 
And I, 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 where I live, man, it's like it, it'd be weird if someone was knocking on my, you know, yeah, uh, back cellar door. It's like not really. <laughs> I have like uh, some neighbors that live back behind me. It's like uh, the street I live on. You don't really get pe- like a lot of people walking around or anything. So yeah, walking. It's like you know, super late, man. It's not like someone start beating on the door like super hard. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I jumped to the side, but you know, especially you put yourself in that right. Watch the right movie, man. Get yourself a. Uh, yeah, already Actually, yourself uh, on a nice little edge and then try to walk around and hear that shit. <laughs> I, uh, this is the last dumb thing I'll say, but I remember when I was a kid, watched Evil Dead too young. And the first one, man, the first one was, you know, it wasn't like uh, there wasn't all the like campiness, pur- you know, purposeful yeah. campiness to it yet. It was more of a straight, you know, it was a horror film. I mean, yeah, it's scary. It, for sure. The second one's got, like you said, adds the campiness and like the goofiness of Ash, but the first one's just got a little bit of goofiness from the can't be yeah, just it, really. in the very beginning but once stuff hits once you know yeah uh, once everyone you know, they read the play the tape recording of the book i mean it's like you know that's all out the window but yeah i remember it was like me me and my once again my like it's like me i think my little brother one of his friends my older brother one of his friends we watched it in the living room at, at my like the house i grew up in and i don't know if you remember like hbo at least especially back then it was like whatever the main movie that was on was at eight was always on again like like one in the morning like you yeah. know what i mean like, it'd be like you know evil dead because i believe the first evil dead's the one that no, hbo put out evil dead too i think like they were part of that uh, i can't remember if it was one or two but uh i remember it being like a big movie you know mm-hmm. like where it'd be on at eight and then there'd be like two more movies on it being be on again at one but we watched it at eight and it was like there was like i don't know like you know probably like six or seven of us in the basement and uh you know we watched it on being like pretty scared it was you know i mean especially when i was younger that movie was pretty intense but uh i fell asleep on the couch and everyone went to bed you know what i mean yeah and uh my my like friend he went up to my room and uh it must uh so i must i must fall asleep after i remember watching the whole movie and starting to watch something else falling asleep but anyway, I woke up and I was in the basement. It was pitch black. I was by myself. And it was the, the dead by dawn scene. Oh, you know? shit. Yeah. And I was like, kind of like a, a kid, man, pitch black by myself. And I remember being like paralyzed. You know what I mean? Like, I was like so scared. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. And then I finally, at some point, getting the whatever, man, just like break and run up the steps. <laughs> you know? It was yeah. like, but that movie always like, because like, uh, I mean, I think the more you propel in horror movies, like going backwards is always going to be less, you know what I mean? Impressive. Yeah. I, I feel. And it's, it's, it's kind of whatever, but that's just like the nature of the beast. But I feel like some of those movies, like before you had a uh, certain crazy stuff, you know, cause everything now is way more intense. I feel like, and you know, yeah. and, and rightfully so it's just how things evolve. But I mean, that's, you know, might watch back, I mean, whether it's the effects or whatever, look back at some of that stuff and whatever. But when it was like new and that was, what was going on and that was like the kind of pretty much like scariest stuff at the time you know yeah it was uh you know it was pretty good man yeah, this, was, uh, the makeup on the deadites are terrifying in the first in both movies but yeah especially in that first movie but yeah that's no, cool though oh yeah man well i appreciate you sharing and uh before i let you go do you want to let people know where to find you and everything like that oh you mean just like on uh social media and stuff yeah and if uh i mean shit if you want some clients for tattoo work if you want to let them know about your shop you're more than welcome to promote that as well i know i can even just say something about like you know you can follow zayo yeah if they want you know on uh i believe it's i think it's just that zayo band i was gonna say i can do my just personal instagram and i don't have much on my personal you know what i mean as far as whatever so i didn't know 
no, that's uh, cool. People can just check out Zayo Band and then also look out for the new album coming next year for sure. Because, uh, like you said, you don't have anything concrete to release about that yet. Just know that it's coming next year. Yeah, yeah. When I mean, I appreciate you coming on. I'll definitely have you back on sometime so we could talk even more horror movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'll um, let me keep an eye on some stuff. So wait and see, and just uh, like I said, I've been writing down some of the stuff you've been talking. About. I think I'll follow like comments and stuff too. Yeah. And uh, so just you know, things will catch my attention. So I've been keeping a list, man. Maybe catch up on eight or 10 movies and just whatever man can have a i always like to talk and see like what people like you know i like yeah. i enjoy talking about hereditary man see what people dig and like what you know the weird parts that get people you know what i mean yeah and uh hell yeah you know it stands out or whatever but i'll definitely be in touch i appreciate it again and uh enjoy the rest of your day all right you too man thank you very much and as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as my guest is going to be the one and only Gavin Caswell, guitar player for the band Census Fail and GFY. Now, originally I'd put up on the Instagram that my final guest of the month of January was going to be Thomas Erak of the band Fall of Troy and a couple other projects. However, me and him schedule-wise have not been able to link up, but we are still communicating and my plan is to get him knocked out this week and put him out next Friday, the Friday after Gavin from Census Fails. So if you're looking forward to that episode, still look for it next week. Just know it'll be not on Tuesday. It'll probably be dropping on Friday. So as long as we get it knocked out, it'll be out to you guys next week. So thanks for your support. Make sure you go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to go leave me a review on Apple. Five stars on Apple helps more than you know, and it's free for you to do so. And don't forget to check out Loudmouth Threads who do this awesome original podcast artwork, and stay safe.